evening, Raider fans, and welcome to the Raider Nation podcast. And I'm your host, Raider Greg. And yes, the 05 season is finally over. Yes, Raider fans, we've suffered and, well, you know, it hasn't been that terrible. I'm going to go over a little bit of that. But I just wanted to say it's over and um, we can look forward to next season. And that's what I got to say about that. I got to say this before I say uh, the post-game report on the Giants uh, situation. Shouts out to the Raider Nation. Personally, I want to thank each and every one of you for listening in and uh, paying attention to what I got to say. It's kind of fun, and I hope you enjoyed it as well. I want to thank everyone who was on the videos this season, and we should do a whole lot more video next year. Uh, So thank you for participating, and I know everybody had a good time. I know I got a good laugh out of it. It was a lot of fun. Thanks to Randy Olson, the Olsonite, um, for doing all the technical work on our site. Great job. Great passion for the Raiders. Good fan. Harvey Robinson for being the MC for one of the days I couldn't be there. Thank you, my brother. Dave and Keith from England, thank you so much for being fans enough to put it down to come across uh, to the Bay. From the UK to the Bay, brother. They made it there for the Bills game, which was great because it was a good victory and it was a, a great time had by all. And here's a forearm shiver to the gullet to Nil Billy Boy, who is a great Raider fan, great sportsman, a good guy. Um, a lot of fun to, to tailgate with. So hopefully we'll be seeing all these people next season. Dylan, Tommy from New York, Frank, Robert Moorhead. Uh, if I left anybody out, it's not intentional. There's a million people. Um, there's a lot of people in here that I could thank. Sean from the Raider Take, of course. My wife and kids for putting up with me and the don't open the door because daddy will flip out scenarios. And they helped in the efforts as well. Okay, here it goes. Our Raider Nation podcast post-game report. Before I get into it, really, here's something I'd like to say. Two losing seasons... 9-23 Nine and twenty-three record altogether. No AFC West victories this season. Zero. I just want to say goodbye, Norv, and thank you for putting in your effort, giving it a try, and uh, nice talking to you, and have a nice time wherever you're going to go. But it's not going to be here with the silver and black, and that's supposed to be coming up here today or tomorrow. So I'm looking at it. I'm thinking it's going to happen maybe tonight. But that's kind of what I'm thinking. Um, There's a lot of speculation out there. There's a lot of rumors. So I don't want to say anything that's not happening yet. But uh, I think it could happen here anytime soon. So NFL Channel said that Norv cleaned out his office today. And we'll be gone within 48 hours. Uh, Mike Tice. There's a whole bunch of names out there. And I'm going to go over that too. This podcast will be not only a post-game show, but also coaches up for grabs. 
there was a, it's called Black Monday, and welcome to Black Monday because that's what it is. Uh, and the NFL is the first Monday after the regular season ends, and the coaches all find out when they're leaving. And that happened today, big time. So we already knew Steve Mariucci was gone. He's one of them that's floating around. Mike Martz let go today. Mike Sherman of the Green Bay Packers. Jim Haslett of the Lowly Saints. Don Capers of, of course, the Houston Texan. Mice Tice, the Vikings. Dick Vermeil retired. So let's look at these coaches. So <clears throat> let's take a look because a, a lot of names are flying around out there. And so Al has usually, when Al is picking a coach, he usually picks a coach that's either obscure. Usually it's a talent that he usually finds. So I'm really be surprised if he picks somebody. Um, Turner was out of the mold, I think, but I could be wrong. So looking at these coaches, let's take a look at these coaches right now. Vermeil, who retired, was a very good coach. Um, he was a good coach, and he just couldn't get it done. Uh, his players couldn't get it done is what happened. They had good players, too, so I don't know what happened over there with the Chiefs, but he's gone. Mike Tice, he's gone, too. They just fired him today. He had a good season for him, 9-7 and seven this season, but they were tired of putting up with his mediocre seasons, 75% of which are less than 500. So do you think Mike Tice should come to the Raiders? A lot of people are saying it. I say, no, he hasn't proven himself as a coach. Turner didn't prove himself as a coach, and here we are. Um, so, no, I say negative on Mike Tice. Dom Capers, okay, yeah, well, there you go. He led his team to be the first team in the draft, a 2-14. and 14. I want to see no Dom Capers coming to Oakland because there's nothing to resurrect in his resume either. Okay, Mike Sherman, 4-12. and 12. And he had Favre, too, which played pretty well, but he couldn't get anybody else to play very well. Um, and he was out. And I don't know if he does have the offensive mind. I think that uh, the offense he's using is old because he didn't come up with it. Um, and that was the previous coach to him who is incidentally running the Seattle Seahawks. So I, I don't think Mike Sherman has the uh, has the stuff for the Raiders. I don't think he has the attitude. I think he's another nice guy, another Mr. Rogers. <laughs> It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood, a beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? Mike Sherman would be. Mike Martz. Now, he's a tough guy. He's pretty got a pretty good attitude. He's got a hot head. 6-10 and ten this year, but a lot of the time he was sick in the hospital, unable to do what he's supposed to do and concentrate 100% on football. He's got a good offensive mind. He's got the same kind of style Al likes. The problem with Mike Martz is his attitude problem. And he had an attitude problem with the ownership of the Rams this whole time. And it finally broke out this year. So I don't know if him having an attitude and working for Al go hand in hand, but I don't think it does. But, you know, we we can see. Stranger things have happened. Jim Hazlitt of the Saints, 3-13 and 13 this year. A lot of problems with the Saints organization. Bad scene, bad thing. If anybody knows about it, you, you're you on to it because uh, 
the Saints got treated pretty poorly. With all the money in the NFL, they, you know, it was not a good scene for that whole team. And they got a decent team if they had a place to practice. Uh, they were, you know, they were doing well last season. So with maybe a little bit more support, Hazlitt, nah, maybe not. But he's a possibility. I like Hazlitt. He's got the right attitude. But I don't know if Al's going to do that. But I just wanted to let you guys know Black Monday is here. And it's not over with yet because there could be one or two other people on the chopping block. But like last time, before we got Turner, before he fired um, Callahan, we waited a while. It was like this is kind of status quo for Al. He likes to see who shakes off the tree first. Although if you're on the inside, I can imagine that you wouldn't have to go too far to find out who's going to come off the tree, especially if you're an owner. You just have to make some phone calls to find out who's going to stay and who's going to go. Um so I'm sure Al knew about all this stuff happening. I don't know why he takes so long because, you know, if it takes too long, a lot of the good coaches are, are picked up already. And uh, especially as college guys are offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators. There's a couple of names out there. Uh, there's a lot of names out there. I don't know what's going to happen. I just hope that the inevitable happens to Turner, even though the teammates like him. I, I don't get it. I'm sure it's because they don't want to change the way they practice, and they think that they're almost there. Well, almost there doesn't work for two seasons in a row, and no wins in the AFC West this whole season was a dismal failure. So goodbye, Norv. Nice talking to you. <clears throat> okay, here's the game. Here's the post game, and you know what? It was uh, something to behold. This last game we went to at home at the Coliseum, was quite a game. Uh, 44,000, Greg Papa said. You know, they always pop it up a little bit, but there was quite a few people there. Matter of fact, we made some noise. And matter of fact, you know what? The 12th man showed up in the Coliseum, which was a great thing to see, and it worked out great because a lot of people thought it was going to be wet and wild and windy and cold, but it didn't turn out to be any of those things. There was a little bit of wind. Other than that, it was a beautiful game. It was a beautiful game, football game. We didn't have to worry about snow, and it was, wasn't was raining. Uh, but we did lose. We lost 30-21. to 21. Uh, We did score three TDs, however, which is pretty good. And, and we did see Moss make some great plays and see some of that explosive speed that we like to see. Uh, we had the fourth highest scoring game for the season, this, this game. So I'm glad that we at least the people who went to see the game and the people who saw it on TV got an opportunity to see the Raiders play a decent football game. And I must say, they played a decent football game. There were a lot of uncalled penalties in this game that I saw. And I wanted to bring that out because I was blown away about the uncalled penalties on the Giants. Now, I don't know whether that's because they're going to the playoffs or what? Now, I'm sure we got rid of, got away with one or two, but I'll tell you there were so many obvious penalties in both those long scoring plays that uh, holding was unbelievable, and I was there to see it. But you know what? <laughs> uh, the biggest thing that flipped me out was when Strahan took his helmet off, he threw it on the ground, his earpieces flew out, he's screaming and yelling. Tru truly a pissed off player that took his helmet off, 
That is a personal foul. That is 15 yards, and that did not happen. And I will tell you that even if if the water guy in the line thought about throwing a helmet on the ground, the referees would have a wave of yellow flying through the air, and the Raiders would have a 15-yard penalty, and they'd put more on it if they could. That about this game totally flipped me out and uh, really, really blew me away. No personal foul. We were all calling for it in the Coliseum, I'll tell you right now. All of us. Well, he got poked in the eye anyway, so too bad. You know, you got poked in the eye, go home, put some ice on it, and, you know, take your $600,000 for playing football. Strahan, tough guy, linebacker. So, anyways, going off on that tangent, I'd love to blame the referees for the game. I'd love to say that it was because of them that we lost the game, but I'm not going to do that because I can't do it, okay? The Raiders still play below their ability, even though, you know, they played below it, even though they did well. And I'll show you why. Uh, the mantra in the stance was this. Oh, no, not another third and 15. It was almost a joke amongst the people in the stands around me that here we are, third and 15, third and 15, <laughs> third and 15. I can't even count as, at the times we were third and 15. It seems like Kerry was always trying to get out of trouble by throwing the ball and luckily connected because we were at third and 15. And that in itself <laughs> gets to be nerve-wracking, if you know what I mean. If you watched the game, you saw exactly what I'm talking about. So we were third and 15, and we were third and out. We had a lot of drop passes. We had drop passes by Gabriel, Porter, and Williams. And that aided some of our three and outs, which we had quite a few of. Collins was worked over by the Giants' defense. They pushed him around, pushed him to the ground a lot. They got to him a lot, but he did... For the first time in since the Buffalo game, I'd say, kept his composure for, I don't know why, something happened that day. Maybe it was the wind, but he kept his cool, and that's how his passing game came out pretty decent. But our running game was non-existent. Crockett Fargus totaled 49 yards. Poor blocking, through, and, and the runs through the middle. There's a North Turner situation. How many times could you possibly run it through the middle to understand that the middle doesn't work. Didn't see any runs to the outside. Didn't see any outside attempts at uh, running. Now, Collins did get booed a little unfairly in this game after he you know, missed a couple of passes. But he must have been listening to the crowd because I'll tell you what, everybody around us, when he was getting ready to throw the ball and he'd fall backwards and you'd see him looking and looking with that perplexed look on his face like he's totally confused, we were all yelling, throw the ball, Forrest, throw the ball. It was so funny. We were all laughing so hard. There was a lot of beer flowing, but it was a whole lot of fun. Um, and, you know, the fun thing, funny thing was he threw the ball, um, and it worked out. It worked out pretty good, too. Gabriel got 100 yards. Moss got 117. Porter got 76. We got 19 first downs, and that's pretty good. Tommy Kelly and Burgess both got sacks. Pro Bowl Burgess, of course, most in the NFL. 
We gave up some big plays, two long TDs. Um, poor field, field position hurt us a lot. Special teams was great. Leckler was consistent. Big, long kicks, but the return coverage sucked like it has all year. And here we are. We're first and goal after a penalty on the Giants. Up the middle with Crockett. No, we don't get it. Hasn't worked all day. Let's see what they do. Second down and goal. Up the middle with Crockett. Oh, no. Don't tell me we're not going to get this. The giant line looked like steel. Looked like it wasn't penetrable. And I knew he's going to run it again. I was afraid. Everybody held their breath. Boom. Third down. Run. Crockett. Up the middle. No. Didn't get it. Now, what could they possibly do? Are they going to pass? No, tell me you're going to run again. Not that. Yes, fourth down. Collins holds the ball to try to sneak through. No, didn't even penetrate the steal. Not even. Last chance at victory. Dashed on a fourth run of no consequence. Unbelievable. Incredible. 49 total running yards. Thank you, North Turner for the imagination. Did I say goodbye, by the way? Yes, goodbye. The bonehead play of the game was this. It was a draw play, but we had it was third down, and we had 27 yards to go, and we were on our 30-yard line. Now, it's, it's funny, and it sounds really dumb. Of course it was dumb to do a draw play when you have 27 yards to make it to the first down. And we were on our 30, so it wasn't an issue of having enough room for the kicker to kick the ball. Nobody understood it. However, before the play happened, I looked at the formation and I said, they're going to run a draw play. Nobody said a word that was sitting next to me. And as soon as it happened, there it was. Draw play. Gain of a yard and a half on a third and 27. <laughs> yes, this is the bonehead play of the game. Brought to you by Radio Nation Podcast. Okay, Raider fans, 05 is gone. What will be showed in the next couple of days? Well, well, today, hopefully, whether Turner's going to be here or not, I hope that the Mr. Rogers of the NFL uh, will take himself to another neighborhood and take the cast of Jimmy, uh, a draw play on 3rd and 27, his perfect Ray, and carry, I think I can, I think I can, Collins with him. You know, I will look back at 05 knowing that this was the last season that we had a losing team. This was the last season we would have to suffer through the humiliation of a losing streak, three years being in a row. But each week this year on 05, there was reason to think that the team would get better and win. Every game I looked at and every game we played, even up to the last game, there was always the possibility of victory. That, I think, is a trait in just the Raider Nation alone because it seems like we're standing in here, come thick or thin, uh, come good or bad. So I won't take it away from the Raider fan. The Raider fan has stayed here. Because he stays here with his team. Not like P. 
Patriot fan or Charger fan who only wear colors on winning seasons. And when it's not a winning season, don't see much about the team anywhere in the media. What happens is when I'll look back at the 05 season, I will see that our team had a chance every game to make it right, but just could not come up with it. You guys all know how I feel about the coach and the head quarterback. Knowing this is not the only things that we need, knowing linebackers, offense, and defensive line are all needs that the Oakland Raiders need to be successful next season. But I know that we need to start somewhere, and it's with the head. So let's get rid of the head and work on a new head, coach that is, for the Oakland Raiders, and I hope Al can come up big and take care of business, which I think he will, and I totally think that the Oakland Raiders have an opportunity, especially next season, because this is our games that we're going to look forward to next year. At home, we have Denver, Kansas City, San Diego, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Arizona, St. Louis, and Houston. Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Arizona, St. Louis, and Houston. The away games, Denver, Kansas City, San Diego, Baltimore, Cincinnati, San Francisco. The autumn wind is a pirate. And Seattle and the Jets. So San Francisco, which would be awesome because that's our regular schedule. I love that. And Seattle, which I'd like to see us go up there and hurt the Hawks again like we used to in the past. So look forward to the season. It doesn't look that tough. Looking at the looking at the teams, we have a possibility here. I don't care who's running the show. We got a good team. So this isn't the last podcast. I'll be podcasting further. There's always news going on. So we're going to go into news and all kinds of things that are happening with the Raiders from now until next season. So we're not stopping the Raider Nation podcast. We're going to do podcasts still. And you will still get your Raider fix here because information right now after the season starts to dwindle out and starts to get hard to find stuff about the Raiders. But there's always things happening. There's always little things going on with the team, and you're going to need to know what's happening. And that's my job. That's what I'm here for. So thank you for tuning in to the Renee Nation Podcast, and I will be talking to you next week about what's going on with the coaches and what's going on with the team. Thank you for listening. This is Redder Greg, and I am out. Out.